blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we have got two new voices for you. They are two new patrons, and we are really excited to see who will come out on top on today's episode in one quarter. Hailing from Hartford, Connecticut, it's Brian the Brain Train Harris. <laughs> toot toot. Toot toot. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is uh, Brian Harris. I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. I, uh, just learn to start doing voiceover work, voice acting. I also uh, host pub trivia, and I'm a bartender. Nice. Very cool. All awesome stuff. And yes, the voice we can tell immediately uh, is worth a million dollars. So everyone out there. I get it from my mom. They are. <laughs> That's where the deepness comes from. It's nice. Are you uh, are you on Fiverr, or how are you doing it? Um, No, I've, uh, I've done some Fiverr work, but mostly it's just, okay. I'm, so far, I'm just local. But um, okay. I'm Hartford famous, as I like to say. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. And in our other corner, hailing from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, it's former Atlanta Falcons running back Michael Turner. (laughs) Michael Turner, say hi to everybody. Listen, the Bills have to get paid somehow, and when you get cut, you got to find something else to do. So I took up uh, television directing. Who knew? Hey, there you go. Well, so it's not Michael Turner, the Atlanta Falcons running back, who I was secretly hoping you you that was going to be the person. <laughs> Not who have been a surprise. Show. As a Falcons fan, I would have loved that. But so tell us, you're a TV director. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I am. I'm from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I've been in the TV business since uh, graduating from college, straight out of way. Uh, worked for the local CBS affiliate here, WBTW, and. Just happy to still be involved in the uh, the trivia landscape and looking forward to uh, struggling to find some answers today. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, uh, we have met our characters. Now we need to know the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules, I want to get to know Michael and Brian just a little bit better. And I was trying to think what I wanted to find out from y'all, but you know what? I kind of, my brain went back to Saturday Night Live. I'm a big huh. fan, and I want to know what is your single favorite SNL skit oh. of all time? Cowbell. 
That's that's cowbell. That's hands quick down is cowbell. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken. Um, as um, I can't remember his name. It's like Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. Dickinson. (laughs) Baby, (laughs) stick with me. You'd be wearing golden diapers. I don't even know what that means, (laughs) but that's definitely hands down. It's honestly now I'm thinking about it, but there's another one that I like more, but I don't want to say it because maybe that's the answer. And maybe. Because I know how to display right. But we're going to stick with Bruce Dickinson and the Golden Diapers. All right. Michael, Mr. Turner. Uh, as much as I actively dislike most of Chris Farley's comedy, I think the most famous skit is the dance-off with Patrick Swayze, the, oh, the Chippendales. Classic. And I'm sorry, Brian. If there was one skit that's going to win, <laughs> it's that it, like literally the so, dance-off with Swayze is my favorite of okay, all time. Okay, so my, my backup was um, Sean Connery. As uh, on Jeopardy. Oh, any celebrity. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So good. Celebrity Jeopardy is phenomenal. Celebrity Jeopardy is, is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, but I've, I've always had, like, my, my top one is the uh, the Chippendales dance-off. But there are some fantastic... None, you can't go wrong with any of them that y'all mentioned. But because uh, Michael just eked it out uh, with a good Farley flab, that means <laughs> he gets to go first and pick his own category for round one. Uh, let's start with movies. Okay. And we're starting off in the 50s. Okay. (laughs) And this is not an easy one. Fantastic. James Wong Howe became the first Asian American to win an Academy Award in 1955 when he took home the Oscar for Best Cinematography for this floral feature. Floral feature in 1955. Oh, my goodness. Uh... I'm going to guess on the waterfront. I, that's not it. On the waterfront is incorrect. All right, Mr. Harris. Brian, you get a chance to steal. Floral feature. I'm thinking like flowers, sunflowers. I think there's a movie or a book called Flowers in the Attic. So I'm going to guess the Flowers in the Attic. Flowers in the Attic is incorrect yeah. as well. Uh, this one, I never even heard of this movie. Um, but uh, just kind of looking through some trivia finding out he was the first um, Asian American to win the an Oscar. I was like, okay, I got to put in a question. And the, and the movie itself is called the Rose tattoo, oh. but that's, it's a tough one. Maybe just one to store in the trivia book. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So, all right, no points awarded. Brian, what category would you like? Let's do television. Okay. Come on. Eighties. <laughs> it's close. We're going to the nineties. Okay, and we have got a question from Jackie LaFave. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. In 1997, this company came up with a creative and popular advertising campaign. The first televised advertisement showed a dad taking his son to his first baseball game, paying for the tickets, a hot dog, and a drink. The platform to the ads was to showcase a list of purchases being made, followed by the closing, there are some things money can't buy for everything else, blank. What financial company used this iconic ad campaign? I can read that again. It's a long question, and I stumbled a bit of it. I think I got something priceless. For everything else, there's MasterCard. There's some things money can't buy for everything else. There is MasterCard. That is correct. Good job. Famous ad campaign. Well done. All right. Michael, where would you like to go? Music. 
Music. It's impossible not to do that. <laughs> right. Darn you, Chris. <laughs> All right, and we're going to the 80s. Okay. okay. Rock band Whitesnake broke out on the American charts in 1987 thanks to two music videos, Here I Go Again and Is This Love, featuring what model and actress? It didn't hurt that she was dating the lead singer at the time. Uh, the ever so lovely at, at the time, RIP now, uh, yes. Tony Katane. Yes, Tony Katane is correct. And thank you, Chris Hasse, for that question. Thank you, Appreciate Chris. Appreciate that one. Okay. And mm. uh, back to Brian. Let's do food. Yeah. Not 70s. <laughs> we are staying in the 80s. Okay. Okay. This iconic menu item was introduced to the Golden Arches in 1981, with the original dipping options being barbecue, hot mustard, sweet and sour, and honey. Oh, uh, boy, do I have a story about this when I was a kid. <laughs> um, they're all they're all in four different shapes of bell, ball, boot, and I don't remember the other one, but it's chicken McNuggets. Yes, the iconic McNuggets is correct. Now I want to hear this story. Yeah. So, um, so my cousin, my cousin Krista, uh, she's a couple years older than me, and um, we were we were out with my grandmother. We were out somewhere, and we stopped at McDonald's. So she was like, "This, I'm I'm probably like eight at the time, so she's like ten. So she's gonna use her allowance money to buy me lunch, and I was like, "That's really nice." So I was like, "I want a twenty piece nugget." <laughs> she's like, "You're not gonna eat that many nuggets." I'm like. I'm going to eat all the nuggets. Like, I'm not like, she's arguing with me. Like you're not getting that. It's like, you said I could get whatever I want. So I ended up getting a uh, 20 nuggets and then not eating them all. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when you like, you know, when they end up being right. <laughs> I know. Do it, so, all right. We are heading back to Michael. What category would you like? And left we have uh, news and politics, fashion, slang, toys and games, sports and literature. Let's try li- literature. Literature. Let, literature. Literature. <laughs> yes. It sometimes is la torture for me when I do it. <laughs> wow, we're staying in the 80s. Okay. okay. This world's largest male focused magazine started in 1986. It's currently published in 59 countries. Though it originally would spotlight a specific topic, it currently covers various lifestyle topics such as fitness, nutrition, fashion, and sexuality. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm torn between two. I'm going to go GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly. GQ is incorrect. Oh, that was I would have guessed. Can you repeat the question? Yes. So name this world's largest male-focused magazine that started in 1986. It's currently published in 59 countries, and though it originally would spotlight a specific topic, it currently covers various lifestyle topics such as fitness, Nutrition, fashion, and sexuality. Hmm. I don't think it's that's way too early for Maxim. Um, let's try men's health. Men's health is correct. Oh. Wow. Good Ugh. job. With the steel. With the Ooh. steel, and you get to pick your category. Let's do let's do slang. We're jumping back to the 50s. Okay. (laughs) To get out of Dodge is a phrase often attributed to starting with this Western show that premiered in 1955 set in Dodge City. Oh, God. Um, 
I don't know. Oh, what is it? Can you repeat that again? When did it start? Mm-hmm. To get out of Dodge is a phrase often attributed to starting with this Western show that premiered in 1955, set in Dodge City. 1955, Dodge City. I'm going to guess Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke is correct. (laughs) All right. Moving along well here. Michael, what would you like? Um, Sports. And we're going back to the 90s. Oh, this is going to be so tough for (laughs) y'all. All right. In the 90s, bodybuilding was dominated by this Englishman who won the Mr. Olympia title six (laughs) straight times from 96 to 97. He is considered the first mass monster and helped usher in that era of bodybuilding. And because I know this is a tough one, his last name starts with a Y. I'm giving you that. (laughs) I wrote this one because I like strength sports. I like bodybuilding. I like... um, world's strongest man stuff um, and strongman competitions. And I don't think they get enough love. So I wanted to give this guy this six-time Mr. Olympia champion. I wanted to, people to know his name. Uh, for lack of a better answer, because I'm not going to pull it, uh, let's go with uh, Carl Yastrzemski. Yastrzemski? <laughs> Who's that? He's a baseball player from the Red Sox. Okay. And maybe he was a bodybuilder in the 90s, but that is incorrect. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, you get a chance to steal this one. Oh, well, what a chance to steal, huh? Okay. <laughs> so originally, there's a bodybuilder in my my his name is in my head, but I know it's not him because his name doesn't end with a Y, and that's Lee Haney. Yeah, he he dominated the '80s. Oh, well, well, see, well, that should have been the well. I guess it's yeah, we're in the '90s now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna guess a random Y name and say Young. That's kind of why I was putting out there the Y to just see if you would. Throw out a random one. Young is incorrect. Now it's uh, Dorian Yates. I, I, there's no way y'all I get it. I know. I can honestly, I can honestly say that name does ring a bell somewhere. But okay, if you know Lee Haney, either. then I'm not surprised that you might might have heard yeah. Dorian Yates because yeah, yeah. Lee Haney is tied with Ronnie Coleman for the most Mr. Olympias of all time. Ronnie with, Coleman's uh, other name with eight. Of. Yep. Can ask a WBF question, man. I knew that. <laughs> All right. All right. We are heading back to Brian. Uh, Toys and games. Toys and games. Toys and games. And your decade is the 2000s. Toys and games. All right. A quartet of players takes on waves of zombies in a post-apocalyptic landscape in this 2008 cooperative video game. Uh, Left for Dead. Left for Dead is correct. Yep. That's why I danced around the word four. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that's, uh, that was why I didn't want to say it because it's in the game. So, all right, Michael, uh, what do we have left? Fashion, news, and politics, and fashion. Uh, e- either one's going to be dead weight for me. So, let's just do news and politics. Okay. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> and your decade is the 60s. Okay. Oh, man, this is another tough one, maybe. Maybe. The Stonewall Riots were a series of spontaneous demonstrations by members of the gay community in response to a police raid that began in the early morning hours 
1969 at the Stonewall Inn in which neighborhood of New York? The riots are widely considered a watershed event that transformed the gay liberation movement and the 20th century fight for LGBT rights in the U.S. So, which uh, neighborhood? Now, this is not a a borough. This is a neighborhood. Gotcha. Uh, Only thing running through my head is Watts. I don't think that's right. But I'm going to guess. Watts is incorrect. Brian, you get a chance to steal. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I know it's in Manhattan. I know I know neighborhoods in Manhattan. I know it's not Hell's Kitchen. I want to say, I'm going to guess, I want to say either Soho or Lower East Side. I'm going to say the Lower East Side. The Lower East Side is incorrect. Uh, you are correct that it is Manhattan, but it is Greenwich Village. Greenwich Village. Mm. Uh, Greenwich Village. Okay. All right, that was a tough one. I really, I knew I wanted to do a question on the Stonewall riots, but I wasn't sure how to take it, which right. way to do it. I probably should have done it at what in, but oh, it's ever. I did, I did that question. It was tough. All right, that leaves fashion for Brian. I could tell how excited he was <laughs> for that one. Well, we're going to the 80s. Okay. So there is a chance. There is. You're telling me <laughs> there's a chance. DKNY is a fashion house specializing in goods for men and women, founded in 1984. What does DKNY stand for? Uh, Donna Karen, New York. Donna Karen, New York is correct. Damn, I should have took fashion. I knew that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is the end of round one. John, could you tell us our score update? All right, we uh, Brian pulled ahead by a good bit, but anything could happen in round two. Brian has 60, and Michael has 10. Yep, that is it. Uh, I think you guys should have been studying a little bit more bodybuilding. Think about that. It'll be <laughs> but, but yes, I know, uh, we have seen comebacks uh, from this magnitude before, absolutely. So we will kick off because Michael started round one. That means, Brian, you get a pick for Michael. Well, in come on, two. fashion. Give it to me. I'm going to give Michael Literature. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literature. 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 <laughs> All right. And we finally have our first 70s question. In 1978, this writer and cartoonist popularized the term graphic novel with the publication of his book, A Contract with God. The comics industry gives awards named in his honor to recognize achievements each year in the comics medium. Yeah, I wish I wish it was there, but it's not. Uh, I'm going to say Garth Ennis. Mm. I, can't, I couldn't even tell what you said, but I know it's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I said Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis is incorrect. Brian, you get a chance so, to steal. It sounds like the name of a Sith Lord. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Country, oh. a country uh, Sith Lord. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess uh, Frank Miller. Frank Miller is incorrect. All right, maybe I definitely should have. Uh, I was trying to stay away from doing a hint with the spirit in it, but if mm-hmm. I gave like a, you know, he also did the the comic The Spirit. Oh, now, do any of you does that make y'all hint at anything? Nope. No, Obviously, I'm... I should have made it a lot more easy. <laughs> John, do you know this guy? I know I've seen the name, but I yeah. don't remember until you I definitely see, it. see the name. It's Will Eisner. That's I, so the Eisner. Oh Awards. man, the Eisner yep. Award. Yeah. Yep. 
that's that's the award that has come out in in comic um, achievement each year. So, all right, uh, now Michael, you get a pick for Brian. Um, let's give him do some politics. Okay. <laughs> and your decade is the two thousands. Oh, I got a chance. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen began a successful fashion career when they launched a clothing and beauty line targeted for girls ages 4 to 14 called Mary-Kate and Ashley Real Fashion for Real Girls in this retail chain. I, what? I have never heard of this. Um, uh, Fashion retail chain. I think, uh, no, no. Well, maybe. Uh, uh, mm. I'm going to say... No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say <laughs> J.C. Penny. J.C. Penny is incorrect. <laughs> Michael, you get a chance to steal. Um, total shot in the dark. We'll say Macy's. Macy's is also incorrect. Is it Justice? John D- is it what? Justice. I was like, when I think of like little girls' fashion, I think of Justice with all the costume jewelry. But I was like, I don't think they sell clothes. No, it's not Justice. No, it's uh, it's much more broad. Um, and this has really kind of helped give out their real fashion for real girls because uh, real girls shop at Walmart. Oh, Walmart is where their fashion came out. Out. That's where it came out. I don't, wow, under- I don't understand how that was a news and politics question and not a fashion question. Oh, that was news and politics? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally supposed to be my fashion I was, question. But I, was, I was like, I was like, Mary Kate and actually news and politics. I was like, I don't know. Whoops. I mean, I guess it's news, but barely. Well, how do we do this one, John? <laughs> I mean, Fuck. we we either roll with it as your news and politics question. Wait, no, or... well, I can't because I don't have unless we don't land on fashion. I totally screwed that up. I obviously went to my fashion I, one. I can I, I can just pick fashion next and give him news and politics. Yeah, there. That's what you know. What let's if you're right. okay let's with that, that. I'm do... totally fine with that. <laughs> that's fine because they're both hard categories. I screwed that up so bad. It happens. I'm so sorry. All right. Well. That made the news? <laughs> yeah, that made the, that made the news. No. All right. Uh, so, was it Brian you're picking for Michael? I'm going to give him news and politics. Come okay, on! Do it! <laughs> Fantastic. Right. So, does this mean I have to take uh, 2000s news and politics? Or- I'll, yeah, let's do that. I'll give, we'll do 2000s. Yeah, just to even that crap yeah, out and fine. ruin it. Out. So, it'll be, so, the actual 2000 news and politics question. In uh, So, this, is, this one's for Michael. On April 1st, 2001, the world's first laws permitting marriage and adoption rights for same-sex couples came into effect in this European country, which is bordered by Belgium, Germany, and the North Sea. Uh, That would be the Netherlands. It is the Netherlands. Thank you, Geography. Yeah, I I had to have that in there because I wouldn't have known Mm. without a little bit of uh, geography help. So, all right. Well, my... Screw up aside. I think this is the first time. Yeah, this is the first time that's ever happened. I think so too. Yeah. Oh, I... we made history. Sweet. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. So, Michael, you are picking for Brian. Uh, slang. Slang. Oh, okay. Thank you. Slang. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> this sports star. <laughs> uh, and we're staying in the 2000s. Wow. Okay. 2000 slang. Okay. Conspiracy theorists insist that an invisible network of domestic enemies called this two-word phrase are conspiring at the highest levels of the government in cooperation with the media and powerful financiers. 
two-word phrase. Can you repeat the question? I can. Conspiracy theorists insist that an invisible network of domestic enemies called this two-word phrase are conspiring at the highest levels of the government in cooperation with the media and powerful financiers. One percent. The one percent is incorrect. Michael, you get a chance to steal. Oh, unfortunately not. Not this time, I don't think. Um, I'll say the, the leftist agenda. <laughs> the, the leftist agenda is incorrect. Uh, yeah. Now, I was looking at this. I uh, did not give a good hint with this question. I was looking for deep state. Oh, oh, okay. oh. 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 Gotcha. My first thought was like, Illuminati is only one word. <laughs> I don't even know if I could talk about them on here. Yeah. <laughs> we're already getting cut off right now <laughs> yeah exactly alright and now this is, we're at the point where it always happens I forget who is picking for who I'm picking yes. okay you're picking for Michael let's give Michael I'll give you sports okay, okay. and we're going back to the 60s yeah, great. okay another question from Jackie LaFave thank you Jackie thank you Jackie the world's largest scuba diving organization, PADI, P-A-D-I, began in 1966. Their goal? Give more people a chance to enjoy the underwater world by offering relevant, valid scuba diving training to create confident scuba divers who dive regularly. P-A-D-I, PADI, uh, is an acronym that stands for what? Or an initialism that stands for what? Goodness. Personally assisted diving... Youth. It's it's an I at the end, but oh, an I. Know. I'm sorry. <laughs> like Yates, like Dorian Yates. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, personally assisted diving information. Personally assisted diving information is incorrect. That sounded really good, man. <laughs> I like personal assisted diving instructor sounds good, but yeah. I'm gonna say uh, I. Um, wow, professionally assisted. Diving instructor. Professionally assisted diving instructor is basically three out of the four words. Oh, it is uh, professional association oh, of diving, diving instructors. instructors. Oh. That is super close. Oh. All right. So no points awarded. And uh, now, Michael, you get to pick for Brian. Uh, let's go with toys and games. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. Name this Mattel-made, Nickelodeon-branded compound. The name has been previously mentioned by Mark Summers and the Double Dare crew to refer to the slime on their show. But in fact, the name actually originated on the street as a term for heroin, which was a source of amusement behind the scenes oh. of Double Dare uh, when they uh, would talk about the toy and unaware of its drug culture. Oh, I was going to say behind the scenes when Mark Summers was shooting up. <laughs> so, so what is this Mattel slash Nickelodeon branded uh, compound that they would sell as a toy? Um, God, what is the name of it? I know it. Yeah. Gak. Gak. Gak is correct. Yeah. I want to say smack so bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Gak is it. All right. And Brian, you get to pick. For Michael, and left we have food, movies, music, and TV. Let's give Michael Turner food. Okay. 
And your decade is the 60s. Teppanyaki is a type of Japanese mm. cuisine where food is grilled on a flat, hot iron plate in front of customers. In 1964, this company brought the, that theatrical style of eating to the U.S., where it's now more popular than it is in its home country. There's so many. Like we have here in Myrtle Beach, I'm trying to run through the names. Um, probably way off. I'm going to say Miyabi. Miyami or Miyagi? Miyabi. Oh, Biyabi. Biyabi is incorrect. Brian, you get a chance to steal. See, this is 60s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Benihana. Benihana is correct. Oh, Good job. It is the company that started it off in the U.S. In the yeah, the, um, that famous chef, uh, said Tanaka, his father is the one that started it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was just Fair. reading about that on the other day on the plane. Okay. All right. Uh, Michael, you get to potentially give even more points to Brian. <laughs> What, what's he going to get? Movies, music, or TV? Uh, I'll give him music. Okay. Take it. 90s. Oh, not 80s. 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the 70s. Eh, it's 70s. fine. Okay. All right. So we are going to do a uh, finish the lyric question. Oh, okay. Right? So I'm going to start. I'm going to read these lyrics, and then you have to give me the last three words. Okay. Of this lyric. And it's from the ABBA song, Dancing Queen. You are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. Dancing queen, feel the beat, blank, blank, blank. Those three words. Dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. Oh, God, I'm thinking of the part of the time of your life. Oh. First of all. I expected more throwback lounge to this. <laughs> um, in my defense, I didn't get that, so I'm going to mess this question up. Dancing. All right, can you repeat it? I got to see where I was at. I can. You are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. 17. Dancing queen, feel the beat, blank, blank, blank. Uh, time of your life. Feel the beat, time of your life <laughs> is incorrect. Michael, what is your ABBA knowledge like? Uh, actually, on this song, it's uh, shockingly pretty good. Uh, okay. Get to test out the vocal pipes here. Uh, it's, well, because it's either going to be one preposition or the other, but I'm going to say it's feel the beat from the tambourine. From Ooh. the tambourine uh, is correct. Nice. That's what I was looking for. Why couldn't you ask me about Waterloo? Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> I do always have two throwback lounges on here, but we just didn't land on them. It would be uh, be saved for next time. Nice. All right. Uh, so we are now, uh, Brian, you get to pick movies or TV for Michael. Oh, uh, give. Yeah. I want, I, I want, I want both. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give him movies. Okay. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. Okay. David Spade played this titular janitor and perennial loser who travels in search of his parents, but in the end finds his new friends are his true family. Oh my God. What a piece <laughs> of crap this movie was. What? You're a piece of crap, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing film. <laughs> I can't get down. With, I mean, any David Spade movie is a piece of crap to me. So, uh, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt is correct. It's pronounced Dirte. 
Okay. That's how I feel talking about this movie. I'm with, I'm with you, Michael. It's it's piece of crap. Thank you, John. I love it. I like Christopher Man. Walken in that. Yes, right. The tone is all wrong. Stepping in the face <laughs> with a soldering iron. <laughs> all right. That leaves TV for Brian. All right. We're going way back to the 50s. Well, I didn't even have TVs for <laughs> Name this music performance and dance program that aired from 1952 to 1989 and was hosted from 56 until its final season by Dick Clark. American Bandstand? That's right. American Bandstand is correct. Wow. I would not got it without, without Dick Clark's name in that. I was like, yeah. is this way too early for Soul Train? I was immediately <laughs> yes. thinking, like, either Top of the Pops or Bandstand. Yes, so. All right, that is the end of round two. John, could you please give us the score update? All right, well, with that last question that put Brian over the top, uh, he has 90 and Michael has 40 going into the final round. Yes, you stole the drama with American Bandstand, <laughs> but that's all right. Who knows how you're going to wager? You might major wager crazy. It's possible. But uh, first, before we know that, before you guys get your wagers in, we need to know what category and what uh, year we're doing it. So, Brian, you get to pick first. Which category would you like to have go into our final? I like food. Okay. And the decade is the 90s. And, Michael, which category would you like to be joined in with it? Music. Okay. Feel like Michael's hoping for a throwback lounge to go into this final. <laughs> <It's> possible, <laughs> and let's hope we get it in the fifties. Okay. Oof. All right, we are going to start with our nineties food but question. We, no, we we're going to first. first. You're going to wager first. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I swear, not really I important. hosted. It's not, it's not that important, but it's pretty important. You never know. All right, get lock in your guys' wagers. Let us know when you have figured out what you're going to wager. Yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we're going to find out the questions. And your first question for 90s food, this cereal brand got into the yogurt game back in 1992. The original flavor lineup was Strawberry Banana Bash, Raspberry Rainbow, Triple Cherry, and Rainbow Punch. And your 50s music question is a trip to the throwback lounge. Oh. Nice. I need you to name the artist who performed this 1956 number one hit on the country charts. I keep my close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out for the tie that binds because you're mine. Hey. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to guess about John. Do y'all need either of these questions again? No. no I think I'm no. good. Well, well, before you're going to answer, i got to give my spiel about the BFOP Network. Make, make sure you guys check out all the other shows on the BFOP Network. Go to BFOPnetwork.com. If you guys like nostalgia, I can almost guarantee there's going to be a show that you guys dig. So check it out. Okay. All right. We are going to start us off with 90s food. Well, we're going to start us off with uh, Brian. How about... Well, no. No, no, no. Michael... You're you're behind. Let's start off with you. What uh, we're, I'm terribly hosting. John is just sitting over there laughing because <laughs> I failed today. 
Michael, as you were behind, what was your answer? What were your answers to the '90s food question and the throwback '50s lounge question? Uh, the the '90s uh, yogurt uh, seemed the the fruity answer seemed to take me to Fruit Loops. So total guess there. But we'll see. Uh, your beautifully moving rendition of the '50s classic uh, "Walk the Line" took me to the Man in Black uh, Johnny Cash. Oh. Interesting sounds from Brian. Brian, what were your answers to the 90s food and the 50s uh, music? So the fruity yogurt, um, the only one I could really think of, and I was thinking 90s, I picked tricks. Mm, That's a better answer. Oh, well, well, Johnny Cash (laughs) is a better answer than Waylon Jennings. So (laughs) I was like, Johnny Cash or Waylon Jennings or Patsy Cline, 50s. I was like, I'm just going to pick one (laughs) because I know how much I bid, so I think I'm okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. All right. And our correct answers. The 90s cereal that uh, got into the the 90s, uh, the cereal that got into the 90s, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> the cereal that got into the yogurt game back in 1992 was, in fact, Trix cereal. So Trix yogurt was delicious. I uh, had my it. Favorite. I had it. Yeah. And um, when I started eating it, that's when I realized I was lactose intolerant. No. <laughs> like, damn, this, this trick yogurt is messing me up. It was very good. And the 50s music question was, in fact, Johnny Cash. Johnny wow. Cash. So, John, that means Michael got the music but failed the food. And Brian got the food but failed the music. And so we need to hear y'all's wagers. Michael, what did you wager? Uh, you know, uh, not a lot of drama in this because there was really no point in wagering anything. So I wagered uh, 30 just so I could be left with something. So I'm left with 10. Okay. All right. And Brian, what did you wager? So we all know the old adage that champions bet zero. I, I am not a champion. I did bet. <laughs> Today you are. I bet nine points. Nine <laughs> points. All right. <laughs> All right, John, could you do the math and let us know who won today's episode? All right, with a final score of 81 to 10, Brian is our winner. Yeah, good job, job, sir. Very well done. Um, Again, I have to emphasize, read up on bodybuilders. (laughs) It really helps. (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) Next time. Next time. Unless it's John hosting, then he definitely won't ask you those questions. But you guys, fantastic episode. (laughs) guys did great brian as our winner first off how about you tell us uh, anything else you want to mention anything you want to shout out or or just kind of praise oh well uh shout out to all my uh trivia players out here in hartford the people that play locally keep playing locally uh, i know people that listen to this podcast um so definitely come out uh bar rated trivia or brains and Bruce trivia that's where you can find me and um i want to give a, a little plug i can't talk much detail about it um but i just taped the game show this past monday it will be the very first originally produced Netflix game show. Oh, wow. And um, I don't know much as much trivia as I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did pretty darn well on today's episode. All right, Michael, how about you? Anything you'd like to say or, uh, or shout out? Absolutely. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for what you do and for, for having us on. It's, it's a pleasure to support uh, any trivia broadcast we can, but I think you guys do an exceptionally good job. Uh, I would did, you, did you not? Were you not a part of this call? I, I mean, I botched everything today. <laughs> you know, notwithstanding normal okay. procedure hours. Um, if anyone would like to check out something I'm actually good at, um, 
go to YouTube and look up uh, combat wrestling trivia or wrestling with trivia or two um, wrestling trivia leagues that uh, I'm now semi-retired, but compete on a basis as well as I can. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I, I promise I'm much better at it than I showed on, 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 on this broadcast. All right. Well, uh, for John, I'm Adam. And this is another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.